Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at St James's Park, it's finished Newcastle United nil, West Bromwich Albion 1, which means that they are still not relegated as it stands, which is mental, because I had them, so mathematically they're still not relegated, I had them relegated about two months ago, so to, to think that there's still a mathematical chance that they could stay up is unbelievable, but look, long story short today, we, 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 we just didn't show enough, we didn't show enough fight, we didn't show enough desire, nobody was, we, there was a malaise, there was a lethargy, the people seemed completely disinterested, first half in particular, and West Brom did not come here and did not play in a threatening way, they just didn't, they, they were very, what they were very good at was being very very solid defensively and we, we struggled to break them down, but in terms of going forward, we, we were able to we were able to nullify them quite well. It was just we couldn't show the initiative and the assertiveness that you need to to win Premier League games at home. Now, let's not I'm not I'm not gonna go apoplectic over this because it's look, we've 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 lost two winnable games by very narrow margins, both by a goal. Um, in, in both of the games, so, so today against West Brom and, and Monday against Everton, both these games could have easily been 1-0 to each side or 0-0. And that's how fine the margins are. And maybe, look, maybe we, we, we didn't expect to get a win against Leicester. Maybe we didn't get a, expect to get a win against Arsenal. So I think it all, I think swings and roundabouts, it, 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 it all levels out in the end. And I think we can't be... Too begrudging of a, of, a, of, a, of a home defeat given our form in 2018 so far. It was almost, today it was almost like a return to 2017 form, it really was. Um, I just felt a lot of people weren't at the races. So Slomani was dropped, which is the only change, and, and, and Gale started. And I, as I mentioned in the, in the Everton match report, uh, which you can check out on my channel, um, I thought Slomani was very unlucky to be subbed off in that game because... He should have been fed in twice by Perez in that game, and had he tucked one of those chances away, you know, his performance looks a lot better. Um, we might have nicked a point out of the game. Anything could have happened. And to be dropped today, and then to see the performance that I saw from Dwight Gale and, and, and Perez, who just lacked any sort of urgency up front, they were... I mean, and this is, this is a common problem with them both. I mean, it's, it's not their fault that their physique is the way that it is, but... They were just bouncing off uh, the West Brom defenders. Um, Higazi is just a monster of a human. He's huge. And you've got McCauley and Dawson. And the, you know, everyone's just massive. And you've got Dwight Gale and Perez. And they're going down quite easily. And the referee cottoned onto it quite quickly. And he, and he, and he didn't tolerate it. You know? um, and I just thought... It, so it was the lack of physicality up top. And it was the just the lack of urgency and desire. You know, I saw Kennedy looking to make things happen. I saw Shelby getting very, very annoyed at everybody for not picking up the pace and not being alert. And, you know, everyone was... It was just flat. It was seemingly very, very flat. And again, I'm like, look, it's not the end of the world. The fact that we've lost two Premier League games in a week and we're still in the top half kind of shows how far we've come. It shows how amazing and unbelievable our 2018 run has been. 
and it shows the dirge of, of teams in the bottom half that they haven't... Um, I mean, it's like the Burnley didn't win for however many games, but they were still in seventh. I think there's just a lack of quality in the Premier League this year and nobody's able to kind of capitalise. And, you know, we had a real chance because Crystal Palace have just knocked five past Leicester um, who, who remain in ninth. And that could have been something for us. Everton beat... Um, well, Everton won 2-0 at Huddersfield, I think it was. So they're kind of out of sight, I'd, I'd, I'd almost say... Um, given the fixtures that we have left in Spurs and Chelsea and, and, and Watford's probably the, the only real winnable one, although maybe a maybe a final home game against Chelsea, we might fancy that with Conte, uh, one foot out of Stamford Bridge anyway. But going back to the game today, I, I thought it was difficult. I thought that our we lost the midfield battle today and having that, that meant that we were unable to play around them. So, so I guess the rationale for playing mobile players like Gale and Perez alongside Richie and Kennedy was I guess to play around what were seemingly quite you know strong but slow and cumbersome defenders um, who have suffered all season now it was always going to be a different prospect playing against a Darren Moore West Brom side as opposed to an Alan Pardew West Brom side because under Moore they've I mean they've really turned it around and they were you know they're kind of reborn, and it's sadly for them. I, I think it's come a bit too late for them. Um, what what Darren Moore's done the, to hold that, that that decline, and at least, if nothing else, save a bit of face for the club, and maybe provide something to build on a platform for for the for a championship campaign. Because I mean, I'm, I'm in no doubt they'll still go down. Um, it's an absolute miracle for them to stay up there. That's not going to happen. Um, but they they fought today. Um, Mind, there was, there was some times that I thought uh, West Brom fought a bit too hard. Um, Jake Livermore, who, who did assist the goal, but I thought, uh, you know, as a, as a potential shelvy rival to, the, to a seat on the World Cup playing to Russia, um, he went in on a, a really, really dangerous uh, studs-up challenge on Matt Ritchie, which looked awful. And I mean, it, it was the point in the stadium that people... Almost didn't get angry about it. Everyone was just kind of everyone was kind of silenced into shock when it happened, and it, you know the referee dished out a yellow card. And I just thought, man, I mean that's like it's tackles like that that Richie doesn't get up from. Um, and maybe it looked worse than it actually was from where I was sitting. I was in the east stand. I was fairly close to it, but it just it. It was it was nasty to watch. It was horrible, and thankfully Richie got up and jogged it off. Um, but there's a few of those, and I just felt that the the, the referee I, I don't know his name, um, but I know he's certainly a championship referee um, most of the days uh, of the year. So I felt that he was unable to. He didn't command respect from the players on the pitch. I mean, when a few West Brom players in the second half, for example, were like being very. Uh, very slow to get the ball when it was out of play and just sort of a bit of time wasting. He was complaining about it and he'd tell the player and he'd tell the player and he'd tell... But he never did anything about it. it was he, the referee's complaining. He's literally the only person on the pitch who could call the guy over and just say, next time it's a yellow card, straight up, you know. And he didn't. And he just, he just seemed a bit wet, the referee. And although there were no huge decisions that I thought he got wrong, although... Maybe you know, maybe this Livermore challenge wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought that could have been a red, but it was just the way his demeanour around the pitch today, and I just thought the officiating was a bit. 
every decision he was sort of like, you know, was it is it is it Newcastle's or West Brom's? And he was just he seemed to just be in his head flipping a coin and then just deciding. He just there didn't seem to be any logic to a lot of the decisions he was making, which was very weird. I, I, I found it I found him quite an odd character today, um, which I know just added to the frustration of, of the side. I mean. But that's, you know, the officiating wasn't for us to blame today. You know, we had 17 shots and we managed two on target. That says a lot. That says absolutely loads. And, and, and West Brom had about half the amount of that. They had nine shots and they had they managed two as well. But one of them was an absolute uh, fizzer from, uh, from Matty Phillips. So it was disappointing. I thought, we, um, I thought the goal might have given us a kick up the arse and it really sort of didn't. I mean, it was from long-range goal kick, ball given away. Livermore fed Phillips, who took a little touch and just smashed it past Dubravka. Um, I mean, it's just one of them. I just don't think a lot of our players were, were just on song today. I think um, Lascelles was making little um, errors. Like, Yedlin was, had a poor game. I mean, we, we just brought Slamani on, um, who I thought showed a lot of desire. Um, I think he showed more fighting desire in in his second half sub appearance than I probably saw from uh, Gail or Perez in, in in the sort of hour that they were on the pitch for. I, had we had that urgency and assertiveness, maybe we wouldn't have gone in. You know, maybe we wouldn't have gone down a goal, and maybe we might have, you know, had a better chance of scoring. But that was frustrating. You know, I saw so I saw that I saw that from Slamani. I thought Kennedy had a decent game. Thought Shelby had a good game. Diarmi did not look the player that we've seen so far this year. Diarmi looked like 2017 Diarmi, um, which is very disappointing. Um, Rafa wanted a bit more urgency, so he brought Dummett off. Kennedy dropped to left back. Uh, Murphy came on right wing and pushed. He pushed Richie out of the left wing. Um, Perez came off as well because I guess we just needed that physicality. I mean, this this is it when when you're losing the midfield battle, and this was certainly the first half. When you're losing the midfield battle, you can't play around those slow, cumbersome defenders. Then what you need is a target man. You need a plan B, and I thought we... I honestly, was, I thought Salmani should have started today. Maybe, you know, we don't get to see what's in, happening in training. and So the, influ the decision was influenced by that, I guess. But I just thought when Salmani came on, we at least showed a bit of drive. I mean, what we needed... And this is exactly why I think Jacob Murphy came on today. Was they they were set very well defensively in their back, you know, the back lines. We couldn't play between them. I thought our lines were too distant from each other, so like our attackers were too far away from our midfielders. And that's why we just created a lot of space for them to play around. And I think that's why we weren't able to affect the game and dominate the game as we should be at home against the, 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 the league's bottom side, albeit with their resurgent form, but they're down, you know, and they, they, looked, they looked every much our equal today, and obviously they, they, they played better than we did, and they walked away with three points. Maybe, yes, they deserved the win because they managed to put one, <laughs> because they managed to score, but I think beyond that goal, they didn't really offer too much, and it just felt like a massive... Chance wasted for us. I mean, that's nothing, not not to take anything away from West Brom, who I thought conducted themselves very well, um, and they seemed a very organised unit, is what I'd say, and a perfect away performance for them. Obviously, come too little, too late, I think, for Darren Moore, but 
when you when you when you can't play around the way that we want to, when you can't play around their defenders, we're losing the battle in midfield. Then we need that plan B. We needed that target man, and that didn't happen until you know well into the second half. And then when it did happen, you know the players like Yedlin had it. There was a chance, you know, in the right hand side that he had two chances uh, to to get crosses in, and it was just crosses were blocked. I mean, a lot of players on the team. It wasn't just isolated to a couple of players. A lot of our players just misplaced passes, fizzing them in. Just things just weren't clicking. It was just. We seemed very out of sync today, very out of sync, and it was it's frustrating to watch. Let's, but let's not go. I'm, an, I'm you know, I'm, I'm annoyed and frustrated because we've lost, obviously, but it's not the end of the world. Should we have beaten them? Yes. Um, did we turn up today? No. It was a bad day at the office. Just nothing. It just didn't happen for us. Rafa will be furious, and he was. There was an incident which Rafa didn't see. Um, I didn't see where Slamani is alleged to have kicked out at um, Dawson, um, which early reports suggest that that might be a retrospective ban. If it is, especially given the fact that Slamani didn't start today, which I think was a big indicator about whether Benitez will actually sign him permanently, figure of about 21 million was touted earlier this week. Slamani turns 30 in June in a couple of months, so I would, if he gets banned, but I think... I think the fact that he didn't start the day tells you a lot, um, and that it's unlikely that he'll <clears throat> that he'll be asked, um, and and we put in a permanent transfer for him. I think Rafa will have many other targets. We need we need people certainly of 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 that kind of ilk of quality of Slomani's, even if it's not him. Um, but we saw when Kahoslu came on. I mean, there's a chance where <sighs> there was a couple of air swipes and. There's a big, big, big chance for Hosselu right at the end of the back post where it just kind of came off his shins and all something and it just bobbled wide and you just think, I think that was like the 85th minute and I just thought that that was the chance. I mean, the first half we had we had a chance, very unlucky, where uh, there was a header from a corner and I think it's possibly Gale who's fired at the goalkeeper who's sort of palmed it onto the bar and, and they got away with one. So, but beyond that, like, we just... There was a lot of half chances and 17 shots, but to get two on target, I think just tells the story of the of the entire game, really. Um, but, yeah, I think altogether, I mean, both... They, West Brom obviously had something to play for, and they did work hard, but they, they didn't... Again, they, they, they didn't blow Newcastle away with their, with their desire and determination. I just think it was a very flat encounter, and I think it's, it's very similar to the Everton game. I think both teams... We're just kind of sleepwalking a bit and we're happy to play at a slower pace but you know as we found we, we we weren't able to penetrate by playing at a slow pace and passing it around we kept having to switch wings switch wings and there was just a load of opportunities where i just thought we need the high pressing thing had just completely gone and we just give them you know like gail should be chasing down the goalkeeper every time and we should be applying pressure to their defenders and we did that to an extent but not you know why why haven't we carried on the performance that we showed against Arsenal in the second half today? Is it because we just can't perform at a three o'clock kickoff against a lesser side? Do we get complacent? I think complacency is certainly a, 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 a factor here. I think you could argue maybe fatigue because we've been pushing ourselves very, very hard during this this very successful run that we've been on and, and that we, we can't take anything away because ultimately 
regardless of how upset you might feel today, and I, I'm feeling it as well, don't worry, but let's just take things in a wider context. We're top half. Not in our wildest dreams, when the transfer window in summer shut um, at the start of the season, would we think that we would have a chance of ninth going into the end of the season. Um, it's my cat there, getting involved. Anything to say? Nah. Um, so, we're very fortunate to not have to be worrying about results in the bottom half. We're not. I mean, the only... It would be nice to finish 10th. If we finished 11th, for example, it, it, it doesn't mean much at all. It doesn't really mean at all. There he is. Um, so, in context, you know, we're still in a very good place. It hasn't put us in danger. You know, Crystal Palace have won 5-0 and now they're the closest team to us in the league, which is crazy because they were, they were, they were, right, it, they were right in it. Um, at the start of the day so it just shows how much it can change in the bottom half but we don't have to worry about that but I think I think today and certainly against Everton as well was maybe not the worst in reminding everybody in reminding the ownership that we don't really have a top 10 squad and that we're lucky that we're there and <clears throat> the quality in the final third I think has been a problem all season and we're going to have to address it, we're going to have to break the bank, we're going to have to break our transfer record, we really are, we really really are, because if, if 21 million gets you, you know, Samani, who you know, I, I, I was quite impressed with, but he's a 30 year old, very experienced, um, but he might have done something very daft today, we don't know, um, something that Amitrovic might have done, uh, to be honest, and we all know how that ended up, so you know, you've got, you've got Mitrovic, uh, who I think, I don't think will be coming back to the club um, after the summer. You've got Somani, who I don't think will be signing permanently. You've got Perez and Gale, who, well, let's look at, I think Perez is slightly different because he sort of plays off. And he, he provides something different when he plays well. And he has been, had, a, had a good run, Perez, as well. Let's not forget that. So I don't want to vilify him too much. Given his heroics the last few last month, really, but I think Gale is a player who just can't buy a goal either. But even then, he you know his movement's quite good. And then you got Hosselu, who again just I don't I don't think he has a future. So <laughs> it's horrible to say, but I'd, I'd almost happily get rid of most of those four strikers and and or, or not bring them in in the case of Slimani. To, to see who we can get and we need players that can do more than just one thing you know Gale's very good at his, his pace and he's good at movement but he just he can't finish he lacks the confidence um, he's too lightweight he bounces off defenders he can't cause them enough problems and especially today when he's not he's, he doesn't have that urgency that he needs that's half his game running people down and making them making them play mistakes, you know, make, make them, forcing the errors and him and Perez just didn't do that enough today and therefore their, their back line had a bit more of an easy ride than they otherwise would. Hosselu wins a lot of headers but he's just not a goal scorer and he's not of the quality, I don't think he's Premier League quality, um, great guy I'm sure but he, he probably needs a championship club. Somani, I don't think we're going to be paying the money that they want for a permanent transfer so it probably rules him out. 
Mitrovic, as I said, I, I, I don't think would ever feature in Rafa's plan. So, regardless of how many schools he scored for Fulham, so lots of changes to happen, and maybe maybe these results the last two the last week are maybe just a reminder that actually Rafa has performed miracles. A lot of these players, most of the time, are probably very average, and actually the heroics that he's performed to get his team playing the way they have done in the calendar year since the turn of basically since the West Ham away <clears throat> before Christmas I think this is a you know a big hint that we are far from a, an established Premier League club we will if we want that we will need to um, we need to invest in the summer because we can't do what we've done again this season just expected to go exactly the same expect to finish top half and I, I worry that Ashley's mentality as well if we can finish top half once we can do it again we, we've we tried to play that game many times before and we got relegated twice so dangerous dangerous game to play there um, but yeah I think you know final word I think um, I'd probably give man of the match to to Shelby I thought he showed a lot of leadership today, um, probably more so than Lascelles, who I think because he hadn't had the best of games, almost it's almost like it's almost like Lascelles couldn't bring himself to to shout at anybody else because he probably was aware of a few mistakes he was playing. So Shelby was making good crunching challenges. He made a great one on Rondon and immediately was shouting at Perez to, you know, hurry up and pick it up and chase down. And I just think he wanted players playing in the intensity that he was expecting and what, and to be honest, probably what Rafa Benitez was expecting as well. So I imagine Rafa's gone to town on them. Um, things seem to have gone a bit complacent since they got a two day break after, after the Arsenal win. And we're going to need to finish strongly because people still need to be fighting for their place in this squad. I don't think anybody's, um, you know, bar a very few core players, people need to be fighting for their place in this squad for next season. Because Rafa, as we've seen before, he's ruthless. And if he doesn't think you're going to bring your game to the, to, to the table, if he thinks that you're going to become complacent, you're not going to work hard, then you just won't get picked and you'll be out of, you'll be out of here soon enough. So... It's good that we've got a manager who can do that, make those difficult decisions and and and, and changes for the for the good of the, for the team. And he just needs to be backed. And I'd like to think he won't sign a new contract unless he has in written statement in his contract to, to declare how much money he's, he's going to be given. Because Rafa's already made his lists. He, we know how meticulous he is. He already knows who he wants. He knows who his top five striking targets are. On this, on the strength of what we've just seen today, it's like we're going to have to bring in at least two. Hundred um, percent. It's just not good enough. And um, it's as, as, as much as I'm not just going to get angry about this game. It's more of the wider picture that, yeah, yeah, our squad still lacks quality. It still lacks depth, and there's still a lot of hard work to do. No matter how good this run has been, <clears throat> we can't be naive going into next season. Thanks very much. I'm sorry it was a disappointing result, but I hope uh, you've enjoyed the match report. Uh, comments down below. Really, really like to hear from you. 
Um, it's fantastic. Um, and please share with your friends. Subscribe to the channel. We're on Twitter and Facebook as well, as always. And if you want to listen to the audio version of this in a podcast form, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes as well. I've been Adam of the Two Network. This has been a match report. It's finished Newcastle nil, West Brom 1. Bye-bye.